Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> welcome to the real life of Nisha D. And tonight Thank I have you. a very, very special guest, Chef Anita Cooksey. Could you please tell my audience um, a little about yourself? Well, um, I am a chef. My name is Anita Cooksey. Um, I have been married to my wonderful husband for one year, um, October the 20th. Um, I've been a chef since 2000 and, who oh, Lord, 14. 2014. Um, I used to have a catering service when I first started, but then I ended up getting relocated to San Antonio. So I lost a lot of clientele now that I'm back in Houston. Um, I also studied accounting. Now I'm um, studying nursing. So um, I love going to school. I I feel like I love being educated and what anything I want to do, I'll go to school for it. It doesn't bother me. You know, nothing's gonna stop me. I'll I'll have about 20 degrees by the time I die. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, it's all about bettering yourself in life. I always tell people if you have a goal and if God puts it in your spirit, go for it and do it. But I exactly. know for a fact you love cooking. And um, I tasted some of your food before, and it was mm-hmm, delicious. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'm I'm doing this series right now, um, all things black businesses, and I wanted to do my part to um, open up the doors for more black business owners to come in and sit down and tell my listening audience um, about themselves. Yeah, tell me, Anita. Um, what is your favorite dish? I mean, you're a chef, so I mean, I'm pretty sure you have several. But yeah, that question always <laughs> gets me. I'm like, oh my god. Um, whew. I I can't really say I have a favorite dish. Now, to be honest with you, my favorite dish is one of the most simplest things in the world. It would be nachos. Mm-hmm. Um. But when you speak about like like a dish dish, I don't have like a absolute favorite dish. Now I do have um I love making different kinds of pasta. Uh that's like one of my favorite things to cook is pasta because it's it's very versatile. You can add things, you can take things out, you can change the sauce, you can, you know, if that's like one of those dishes you can play with. You can use different noodles, you can you know, do it all kinds of ways. So, why am um, I getting a visual of you in this pasta? <laughs> I'm gonna be visualizing pasta. I'm like, hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm visualizing all the different noodles. I'm like, hmm. okay. Mm, pasta sounds really good. Yeah, yeah okay. you can be very creative with pasta. So, I think that's like, that'd probably be like my favorite thing to cook it's pasta yeah so would you say you know how some people they just cook to cook but when you cook you cook with love what started you to become what made you say you know what i'm gonna become a chef was it Um, down or were you know for me 
I used uh, to watch my grandmother in the kitchen cook, and they uh, would bake everything for scratch, right? And yeah. I, and she would wake up us up at five in the morning because she'll cook breakfast at that time. I was like, oh no, 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 this is not for me. But you know, when you around older people growing up, you intend to uh, inherit the things yeah. that they love to do. So, where did your love of cooking come from? Well, starting from the beginning, um, I was I was raised, my mom raised me, you know, my father was very active in, in my life, but my mom was there every day. So mm-hmm. seeing my mom cook, she always cooked. I was always in the kitchen with her. I remember um maybe I was like five years old making pancakes. Mm. You know, like, I never thought about it until I actually started cooking professionally. Like, I've always had a love for cooking, but I never really realized it. It was just always something that just came very natural. So I've always cooked um, ever since I was a little girl. Like, I've always cooked. When I went off to college, I moved to Houston, and um, I was at TSU. I remember my roommates was like, that girl be cooking. Like, I was... (laughs) Our apartment was the apartment to be in. Like, during Thanksgiving, around this time, like, a lot of kids would go home. But some kids, you know, they lived far away, so they couldn't afford to go home just because it was Thanksgiving break and things like that. Everybody would be at our apartment. I would cook a whole Thanksgiving dinner at 18, 19 years old. Like, I mean, kitchen, their families used to come over, like... We used to have grandmothers at our house. Like, who cooked this food? Like, girl, you gonna make some man happy one day cooking like that? Mm-hmm. You know? And they spoke it into existence because yeah. you a missus now, honey. Yeah. You a missus now. You know what? But even then, I, it never hit me to become a chef. But I do mm-hmm. remember the exact moment that I said, "I'm gonna be a chef." I was, I was kind of you know, having a rough time in life, you know, I was like in my twenties and still trying to figure things out. I had to left college and I was just kind of going through the motions, you know, partying, but I worked a little, I think I was working at Walmart and I was staying with my godmother. And, um, I remember I was in her kitchen. I had just got finished cooking and everybody came downstairs and everybody was eating and everybody was like, Oh, this food good. And I'm, I'm one of those chefs. When I cook it, a lot of times I don't even taste my own food. Right. So I was standing up in the kitchen washing dishes and everybody sitting around eating. And they was like, oh, man, this is good. This is good, girl. You be cooking, you know. And I just had an epiphany. I was like, I'm going to go to culinary school. Hmm. And I went. You know, my brother always tell me, you always take that word a word that someone says and you hold on to it because there's always something powerful that comes out of each interview that I interviewed everyone with mm-hmm. and uh, he said the epiphany you were just sitting there and it it was just like it happened right yeah it, I don't even know it, it just came out of nowhere it just hit me like a ton of bricks would you say because you know being a, a woman of color and um, an educated woman, would you say it's harder for African-American chefs to get that five-star rating that they desire? I do think that it's harder 
I think it's especially harder for an African-American woman considering that the culinary world is so male-dominated. Um, that's very shocking because a lot of people think of women as, you know, that's what we do. We cook, we clean, you know, but in the professional culinary world, like that's a male dominated field. You know, when you walk into these restaurants and they want a head chef, you know, they look at women like you're too weak. You know, you can't run a brigade. You can't run a whole kitchen. You know, they want the man that's tough that everybody going to listen to. It's kind of hard to gain the respect of a team when you're a woman. And then especially being a black woman. Um, I can't say I've only worked in one kitchen. I knew it wasn't for me. Um, and that's when I started catering because that's more my lane. So yeah, so when I, do I think it is challenging. So you you hear this first when I get married again, because it'll be my second time. I'm not engaged and I'm not dating anyone, but you got to speak things as if they were already here. Hey, Amen. You would be my caterer. Yes, you're gonna be my caterer. You're gonna be my caterer because the girl can cook, y'all. She can really cook. We had a um, we had. I like to cook too, but I'm not a chef. Okay. I'm not a chef. I cook when I want to cook, mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm not a chef. But I can cook, but I'm not a chef. I didn't go to school for a chef. But, you know, um, could, could you let um, my listening audience know how we met? Because I always like everyone to know the people <laughs> that I have on this show. It's something that we have. It's always... a um, a kindred spirit for the people that I invite on this show. It's something that I seen in them and God be like, well, you know what? I need you to have this person on your show because you have a connection with them. Somebody need to hear their story. So could you let my listening audience know how we met? <laughs> um, so me and like I should met. name. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Shanisha at work. <laughs> um, oh, when did I start there? Like two years ago? Yeah, it was about like two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And um it's 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 weird because I'm a very observant person. I'm not I don't I don't mingle and and you know really talk to people like that. I like to sit back and pay attention before I pick and choose who I'll, you know, communicate with or, you know, things of that nature. So um, I remember one day, I think you came to my desk. It was like, oh, oh I want you to come. We're going to uh, Bombshells for my birthday. And, yeah. was, <laughs> and, and, and she just walked out. She's like, if you remember out of you, come, we're going after work. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you for inviting me, you know, whatever. And I've always seen you, like, around. I always just thought, like, she always smiling. She just got such a good spirit, you know. And I was just like, so when you invited me, it, I didn't hesitate. You know, yeah. people, you know, you kind of hesitate, like, oh, uh-uh. Like, what's, like, you know, you don't want to hang out with people from work. Like, most people don't yeah. do that. So, um, or I know at least I don't. So, it's a bunch of and, um, we had a really good time. And even and even though we didn't communicate every single day at work, I always knew that you were that kind of person. If, you know, something was bothering me or if I needed to talk to you about something or I was yeah. on a bad day, I just always knew that, that you was that one person at work that I would feel comfortable with 
even shit because I would never out of work with you, you know, like yeah, because you just had like that. You just have like a very open heart, like you like you have this fear, like you're just so ready to receive, like you know. So that that just made me very comfortable with you. So ever since then, you know, I've always been like, I like her, you know, like. She's you know what reminded me when I seen you, I was like, I like her. I, I was like, you know, she can put up this facade and this this wall, but that wall gonna come down with me. Cause I'm gonna talk to her. I'm gonna speak to I'm gonna speak to her. And then when I found out you were you and Norma both, we had two weddings in one one year, one month. Yes. And I was like, and I was trying, you know, one thing about me is if it's someone's birthday, if it's um, Christmas or whatever the occasion may be, I always try to give someone a card, um, a cake or something, because you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. But, you know, Anita always had this this wall up, like, you know, like she's a chef. So, you know how you could, you know, <laughs> chef people, you know, she has this wall. But I was like, behind that facade, I see a beautiful young spirit. And I'm going to talk to her. And, you know, we've been, we can laugh and we talk about stuff when we was at the job about, you know, how <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people there. <laughs> yeah. We just won't say them people yeah. that, that come to yeah. name. But yeah. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I am so proud. Anyone that I have on, on my show, I always say I'm so proud of because to me, it's very important that the world see intelligent african-american men and women doing their thing and making strides and my 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 simple goal basically for all things businesses is to open up eyes so we can get back to black wall street my goal is for all of us to flourish yes. right and I, I want i i want the world to to hear you you know and and to know your story and your journey because you know you have a powerful testimony you know you told me about that testimony and I always tell you know when that time comes that little boy gonna be coming in kicking in through this world honey. Just, he just gonna kick through he gonna kick through this junior gonna kick through this world honey. junior is gonna be like okay you you think okay and he gonna have you wrapped around his finger yeah. your little boy you heard it yeah. first okay one thing I know about God is that God hears our heart God heals our spirit. And I can remember a time when I was, um, my womb was barren after I had my oldest child. Yeah. And I said a simple prayer. I said, God, open my womb. And whatever you give me, I'm going to give it back to you. A month later, child, I was pregnant with Zion. So people can't tell me God isn't real. God is real. God is amazingly real. And I pray that your your family be blessed abundantly. Um, congratulations again on this marriage. I love black love. I see how your husband love on you. I see how you love on your husband. Um, tell me a little bit about your marriage. Um, how did you and your your husband? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> me and my husband, were you being me? Huh? Were you being me? No, I just said that. That's <laughs> it's like it's just a funny story because that question just reminds me of when we first met six years ago. We used to lie and tell people we met at church. 
<laughs> we used to we used to tell that lie. We told that lie for so long, and then eventually we finally told people we met on Tinder. <laughs> so me and my husband met on Tinder six years ago. Oh, my there God. is hope for us single folks. Listen, listen. I was not looking. I was at a time in my life. I was so at peace. Yeah, by myself. I had my little apartment. I had my little job, my little car. Like, I would come home. If I wanted to cook, I cooked. If I didn't, I didn't. You know, it was like I didn't have nobody to answer to or anything. Like, I was just so at peace. And um, one of my close friends, she used to um tell me how she'd be on these dating sites. And I used to be like, Ooh, mm-hmm. girl, I would never date online. I can't do that. You know? And, uh, never say never girl one day I was in my apartment I was just bored I said let me see what this site about so I downloaded it on my phone and I was just a swiping child not paying you know just swiping not paying no attention or whatever and I had got a couple of matches but it wasn't nothing I was like mm, whatever and then one day I just got his match and we talked on the phone for months literally months before we ever met so when we when we finally met, it was almost kind of like he was. We had been knowing each other for years already. Like it was so natural. He oh, knew from the first shit. time I met him that he was gonna be my husband. You knew. Yes. I will never forget the moment I went to San Antonio to visit him, and um, he had to go to work that day, so he left me. He left me in his apartment and he went to work. And then when he got off, I I watched him walk through the door, his work uniform on, all dirty and stuff, you know. And then and then um he he I remember he came out of his room and I was on the couch and I was just looking at him like, because he was asking me, did I want to go to dinner? So he's about to take a shower and change to go to dinner. And I was just looking at him like, that's my that's gonna be my husband. <laughs> you knew it. I just knew it. I'll never forget. I was sitting right there on his couch and he was standing by his bar, by his kitchen. And I was just looking at him and he was just talking and I was just looking like, that's my husband. That's going to be my husband. And it, was, it, it just happened. God, God is so awesome. God does things. I always tell people one thing about God. When, because right now I'm not looking to be with anyone. I don't want to be in a relationship. I have this whole wall up. You know the wall that the president was trying to build up against Mexico. (laughs) That's a mighty wall. (laughs) Well, I have that wall up. Okay, (laughs) but it's actually up. That wall. You gonna tell Jesus to be a fence yeah. at least, not a whole wall. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I got a whole wall up. I I got this whole wall up, and I'm not like I'm not looking to be in a relationship with anyone. I don't want to be in a relationship with anyone. I am happy mm-hmm. now in, in life, and I feel I always say what's meant for me would never miss. Oh yes, and 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 people always like, what do you mean? Because. Anytime that I was in a relationship 
and and I I can feel when things are changing. I pray and I ask God, God, remove anyone who does not mean anything, any well toward me, you know, any good mm-hmm. toward me. And you know, God did just that. And you and you thank God for grace. You thank God for mercy. And you just thank God for removing people out of your life. And everybody that's in your life is meant to be in your life. And everyone that's not in your life anymore serve their purpose. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at. You know, this wall is up and, you know, and the right man will come along with God's grace and mercy and he going to knock it all down. Yeah. Like, I'm getting married Yeah, I'm getting married Like, Chef Anita, this is what I want on my menu. <laughs> this is what I want. <laughs> what I, want. I promise I won't be a bridezilla. You said I, I promise. I promise I won't be a Brazilian. I promise that. Okay. So we're going to get into these questions because you know I always like to. You know I want everyone to like warm mm-hmm. up and you know you know I want everyone to feel comfortable. You know, so if anyone that's in the Houston area that needs a great chef, you know, look up Chef Anita Cook. Yeah. Um. She'll give you all her information at the end of the show. Remember, it's all about supporting black businesses and putting them up on the front forefront. We need more female chefs out there that are African-American because, you know, African-American women can cook. Now, not all of them, but some of them can. Because I've been at some people's house like, Woo, yeah, what in I'm like, what? You know, have you ever been in someone's house and you know you was hungry, yeah. right? And it was like, you know, they was like, we cooking up a storm and then don't eat anything. I'm like, okay. And then you go to their house and they put some food in. You be like, oh, girl, I'm like, I can't. I I don't have an appetite. Mm-hmm. Oh, it smells good. But can I get you a, I'm a, I'm a, they always want to fix, why they always want to fix yes. you? Yes. Well, I'm going to fix you one to go. That's fine. <laughs> you fix me a plate to go it's gonna go straight to the trash lord knows i don't like wasting food but you know some of y'all folks who know y'all can't cook don't need to be inviting folks over to your house especially when people know how to cook just don't even yeah my goodness what is (laughs) i'm like oh and he was like when we used to have them little potlucks at work. I'm like, what? The oh, hell baby, is I this? be looking like, what? I'm like, oh, I always ask, did what? What you want? Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm gonna eat. Yeah. What, what, you <laughs> what, what did you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they be like, Kanisha, do you? Oh, girl, like, you see all this? I got. Yeah, I got too much of. Cause see, I know you be in that bathroom, honey, and you don't uh, watch the bed. Like, I'm trying to stuff you up too. I'm looking like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, like man, that's why this COVID uh, crap is running wild. Y'all folks didn't watch right, all that. Right in their hands with that water for two seconds, and running up yeah. out of there. No, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Wrong too. Yeah, dip, dipping it in <laughs> some water real quick. No, 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 no. Put on some hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, girl, what are you doing? Yo, man, that's not that's not the business. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> no, you can't do that. And no, 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 no. That's why I'm so. And you know, and I'm not being funny, but you know, I, I'm glad that I'm bringing potlucks no more. Yeah. Because um, everybody just so okay. Okay, so let's get into these questions. Who is Anita Cooksey? Who is she? You know, Anita. Okay. So Cooksey is my married name. So I feel if you want Anita Cooksey is the new version of Anita Fletcher. Uh, I feel like since since I've been with my husband, I have grown so much. And I have changed mm-hmm. so much from who Anita Fletcher is. Now, certain parts of Anita Fletcher is still the same. Now, mind you, I'm a Gemini. So, yes. <laughs> I know how y'all are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but at the core of it all, I really am, I'm a very loving person. Um, but I'm also, I'm a very outspoken person. I'm very outspoken, uh, so much so to where a lot of times I can be very misconstrued. And um, that's something I've always uh, battled with in my life. Like, I'm I'm very, I can be super, super nice, or I can be super, super mean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've always struggled with being right in between. You know, like being able to be nice and kind to people, but also being stern and firm and letting them know, you know, I stand my ground and I mean what I say, you know, I'm not a pushover. So um, lately, that's why I say since I've been with my husband, I feel like I'm starting to find that middle ground to where I know how to just stay in a nice uh, space. Because now I'm more focused on keeping the peace for myself. Not so much as trying to prove to anyone that, you know, I'm not a pushover or I'm not this. I just separate myself from people. Like, I just don't, I don't have to prove to you, you know, that I can be tough or, you know, I don't have to go back and forth in arguments with you. I don't have to do any of that. Because right now, what's important to me is my peace and the energy that's around me. So um, I'm very in tune with who I am. I'm I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm sweet. I'm very generous. I'll give you the shirt off my back. But I, I will not. I don't tolerate much. I, I will cut you off. <laughs> you know who you remind me of? Nina Simone, she has this song. It's called "God, Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood," mm. and you know she was one of those women who who spoke how she felt, and she called exactly what it was. And people misunderstood her for being mm-hmm. brazen um, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. loud, and it, and it wasn't like that. It's like people judge you without truly knowing the true character of who you are. Do you know why I'm this woman? Do you know why Mm -hmm. I'm this way? You know, and and it's it's very important 
that people not judge a book by its cover. And I always tell people, do not judge a book by its cover because that same book you're judging, you're going to miss out on some mm-hmm. wonderful chapters. Ooh, that was so powerful. And, you know, and, and, and um, people are people are so judgmental mm-hmm. these days. They they see you and they look at you. They think you one way, but you're totally opposite of yes. what they assume you are. Yes, that's that's very question, true. Question number two: What is your purpose, Anita? What is your purpose? Mm. My purpose. is when I leave this earth, the people that I leave behind, I want them to know or feel that I gave them as much love that I could give them. And that I'm that I was when I while I was here I want people to enjoy me when I'm gone I want people to remember the best parts of me my purpose is to make sure that I live the best life that I can for me first and foremost and to also make sure that I make the people who love me and support me proud. And I want and so they would know that I love them. You know, I don't want I don't want to leave my loved ones in in such grief. You know, I want it to be joyous. Like I want them to remember the bit like the absolute best parts of me. So would you say that it's very important that your legacy, that the people that truly know you know your legacy was meant to to trans, transform a person that has been in your shoes? Oh, a yes, viewpoint? absolutely. Um. I'm a I'm a very um optimistic person. I'm I'm very um observant as I've said before. I look at situations and obstacles and struggles from all different angles. Um I would say that the people that love me and truly know me, they know that about me and that's one of the things that they love about me the most is that they can call me and talk to me about their situation and I don't just look at it from their perspective or the other person's perspective. You know, I think about all different situations. So I want people to be able to say, I remember talking to Anita and, you know, she made me look at things like this or, you know, like I've seen Anita go through something like this before. And, you know, I've, you know, I'm so proud of her. My God sister always tell me that like, that's one of the people on this earth that I feel like, know me to the core um, she always tell me how proud she is of me because she know how far I have come even when she she know how, how much I've dealt with the judgment of others she know how much I've dealt with people misunderstanding me 
she like she know all of that. So for her to see the progress that I make, even when I make small progress, she says that she's proud because I'm not perfect you now, know? but people still judge me. People still misunderstand me, you know, but she know how far I've come. So, you know, that's that's very important to me. You know, Anita, no progress is small. Every progress that you make to better yourself is a big step. And I always tell um, people that people are going to judge you to the mm -hmm. day you die, right? They're going to have opinion. I always tell people, people been having an opinion about me since 1979. <laughs> they have been having that, that same opinion about me to, since 1979. And here I am 41 years later. Tell me, does those opinions pay any bills? No. You just let people think mm -hmm. what they want to think because those opinions are not paying your bills. They're not, they're not um coming in your house, um, seeing what's going on behind closed doors. They don't know how much you talk to God, they don't know mm -hmm. how much you pray. They don't know that. And you know, and it's not mm -hmm. for them to know. I always tell people, you know, if you have a problem with me take it up with god because everything you see it's god it's not me it has nothing to do with me this journey this flight whatever whatever you see in me you know if you if if you can't see love and you can't see joy and you can't see peace then mm -hmm. you don't see god because that's what all i give into this world is love peace and joy now don't get me wrong i can yeah. be a firecracker you know i can i can light <laughs> it up real quick but you know, and, that, and that's that girl from Fifth Ward that comes out every now and then that has to say, you know what? I think you're trying to take this kindness, this love, this peace I have. I think you're mm -hmm. trying to take it for granted. Sometimes you have to cut off the bad seeds, you know, like, no, because everybody is not going to go where you're going. Everybody is not going to be at your award ceremonies when you're receiving these awards for top, mm -hmm. top chef, you know of this you know everyone is not gonna everybody is not gonna receive you and I learned that that's okay you don't have to receive me the people that are meant to be in your life are there for a reason and the ones that are not yes. sorry not exactly um question number three because what is your vision for your beloved business I know you're going to school to become a nurse but cooking is in you as well. What um, is it? Like what's the envision? Like right now, um, I still cook. I still do catering gigs, you know, here and there. Uh, but the the envision is th that's nine times out of ten going to be my retirement is cooking, and mm -hmm. I really just want like a really nice food truck. You know, um, mm. I'm, I always change up what kind of food I would serve on it. But I do, I want a food truck. Um, I want to be able to go to different communities and, you know, uh, give them a different experience with food. You know, uh, food is very creative. So when you think about doing Stuff like that is like a creative process. 
Um, my my creativity comes out in my food mostly, and it's made. I don't know if other people are like this. I guess because cooking is kind of like my piece. Mm. Um, my creativity comes out through my struggle. Mm. When I'm struggling with something, when I'm upset, when I'm stressed, when I'm depressed, when I'm having anxiety, cooking is my piece. So. Whenever I try to come up with ideas, you know, that's when I come up with most of my creative ideas and I write them down like, oh, that's going to be on my food truck one day. That's going to be on my food truck one day. Like it's not I can't just sit down and just uh, get a notepad and just start writing down recipes and saying that this is what, you know, I'm going to put on it. It just happens sporadically whenever it happens. Intimate times I don't woke up in the middle of the night. It's like just write down the name of something that I want to put. That's and a lot of people don't have recipes for anything. That's what a lot of people don't. It's so hard for me to actually write down a recipe because everything for me is a dash, it's a little, this, a little, that. Put a little bit, oh, I'm going to put a little bit of that in there. That's going to taste good. You know, I just know how to blend the flavors, mix the herbs, and, you know, to actually get something measured out is like a struggle for me. I've tried to write a cookbook twice in like the past five years, and it's so hard. Because I have recipes, it's all in my head. So yeah, the ultimate the ultimate goal is to have a food truck, and I also want to start a nonprofit uh, to feed the homeless. Mm. Yeah. I, why did I when you were talking about the um, the food truck? I visualized you going back to impoverished um, neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, with little kids. Yeah, I've always wanted to do stuff like that. Especially in the, when it get cold, like around this time of year, I've always wanted to like just go pass out chili. Mm. Just ride around Houston and just pass out bowls of chili to the homeless. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's so important that um, we go back into um, the inner cities and, and love on our babies and, mm-hmm. and show them that, hey, you know, there's a mentor in me. You can call me. You can talk to me. This is what this is what I did. This is what I've overcome. Because you know, we all have a story. We all have a story to tell. And um, it's very important that people see the growth in us. Because sometimes people see all the glitter and glam, right? And they think mm-hmm. that's what life is all about. All the glitter. All the glam. Well, Miss, well, Chef Anita, she has this, and Chef Anita has it. Well, do you know what Chef Anita had to endure to get to where she is? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's very important. And, and that's just regardless, period. Because a lot of people, they see your glory, but they don't understand your story. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that story, and I, I, I feel I always tell people, you know, you see the glory, but do you understand this story? Do you understand everything, every tear, every fear? Every time I had to drop on my knees and cry out to God, they don't understand that. Yes, that's true. I feel like sometimes you have to be careful who you share your story with sometimes. Um. Especially before you actually reach your potential. Uh, Because I feel like sometimes, well, I guess I could say before you actually make sure that you have the the right people around you. Mm 
Mm. Because when you share your story with the wrong people, people will take your story and use it against you. Mm-hmm. They'll take your story to slander your name. They'll take your story to turn other people against you, to make other people judge you, to, you know. So I feel like you have to be, sometimes you have to be careful who you share your story with. And I, I'm always cautious of that. That is so true. You, you got to be mindful. My my late mother, God bless her soul, she always used to say, baby, you got to be mindful of the uh, of the wolves you let into your flock. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they can come in as sheep, but they're really wolves. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, and as of now, as of lately at 41, and, then, you know, after me experiencing all the, the, the loss that I've experienced, um, just this year alone, um, and being an open book, cause I, I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I always let people see this is what this is who I am. I be so transparent in my in my flight uh, in this journey of my life that um, God has put in me. I I don't mind showing the world, but now I'm more careful about who I mm-hmm. in my circle right mm-hmm. because you know sometimes you you can have a circle and you got all you got a circle all right and that circle be having a circle and that circle and then it's like oh yeah. okay so you're not for me you yeah. against me you just here to try to gravitate or leech on to what i have so you can yeah. take back and run with it but yeah. one thing my friend used to always say you can't block you can't curse what's been blessed uh-huh you can't do it. You 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 can't curse what's been blessed. What inspires you? Question number four. What inspires you? You know what? <laughs> uh, naysayers. Mm. I I feed off of um. The people that sit back and judge me. I feed off of I I feed off of proving people wrong. Mm. That um that really inspires me. Um but also my my husband inspires me. Um So would you say he's your biggest fan? Yes. Mm. I would, him and my dad. Um, yeah, my husband, he's very, um, supportive. Even, even when I, when I'm having those weak moments, you know, oh, I remember we was on vacation and, um, I turned in an assignment late and anybody who know me, I'm a nerd. I really am a nerd. Um, I'm on vacation crying, bawling. I'm like, I'm a fail. I missed the deadline. I'm not going to accept my assignment. I mean, crying, crying, crying. I was like, I already missed one assignment, you know, but my husband, he always is like, baby, you got this. Don't worry about it. You got it. You got it. He's going to accept it. You know, he always like, and, and, and if you do so what? It's okay. Everybody that failed the class before. 
retake it. He's like, you'll be okay. I'm like, it's going to push me back. I got a deadline. I want this. I want to be done with nursing by this time, you know, but he, I don't care how many times, whatever different adventures I want to go into. My husband is always, baby, that's what you want to do. Do it. That's what you want to do. Do it. You can do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to. And it's kind of crazy because my husband got so much that he wants to do, but he gives me so much inspiration and so much advice and so much support and so much advice. It's so hard for him to take it for himself. It's like it's hard for him to push himself. He's always pushing me. He's always, you know, making sure that I'm doing whatever it is that's going to make me happy. You know, he's from the time I've been with him, he's always inspired me to be more, to be better, to be, you know, different. You know, we always say things like we um, we don't see how people don't evolve or don't change or, you know, before we got married, we had this um this conversation about how we knew that each other would change within the marriage, you know, after so many years. And he always has been like, well, when you start changing, I'll have to adapt. I'll have to catch up or get left behind. You know, mm. he always inspired me to continue to grow. Like, babe, don't don't stunt your growth. Just because you feel like I'm not moving quick enough for you. You know, he always like, I'll be watching like a reality show or something, and I'll just be like, Oh, she's so pretty, you know, or dang, I'ma have it one day or whatever. He can be like, You can have whatever you want. Mm. What you are like That's support. You you know, he'd be like, She ain't no better than you, you know. Mm. You you know, like he's always made me feel like I can always be better than you know not saying that I'm not good enough now but you know he always has inspired me to you know do more be better do you know even if he can't take the advice for himself he always pushed me in that way he inspires me a lot it is so important to have people in your life that inspire you that you can look up to and you know when your husband can look at you and see the best in you when you're feeling down and out and inspire you to be the great woman of God that God has destined you to be, that's grace right there. That's all the power you need. That's grace. That is truly grace. That is grace. Question number five, because I know we touched on this, but you know, I always tell people education is very important, but it's not for everyone. Because the most, um, everything I really learned, I didn't learn in in what was taught in those books. Mm -hmm. I had to learn it from reading on myself or listening to different um, lectures from from people um, that I could relate to. Mm -hmm. What is education to you? Education for me? Education yeah. is very important. Um, I know now the level of education for me is not as big as important as it is in getting some kind of education. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe, especially 
for the new generation coming up, education is more important for them than it was for us. Um, I think the new generation, like the kids coming up now, it's like they're going to have to have it. It's hard for them to even go get a job at Walmart without at least having a high school diploma or, mm-hmm. you know, even like basic, simple jobs that should be entry level that you shouldn't even need a degree for. They're requiring them to at least have two years of college education. So yeah. I think even if college is not for everybody, I feel like it's still important that you at least pick up a couple of trades. If you're not, if you don't believe in going to the four year university and you don't want to wear a suit or, you know, the woman want to wear pantsuit every day and work at an office in a cubicle every day, you know, go pick up a couple of trades, you know, do, you know, for men, there's all kind of stuff out there. They got pipe fitting, welding stuff you can be done with and still make us more money than people who have degrees. That's right. So it's not about the level of education. I feel like it's just about making sure that you always have something under your belt because now it's not just about the experience. Coming up, I remember my mom to this day works as a CNA and she has never had a CNA license. Never. Because she has so much experience, they can't tell her nothing. But now you can't go to a nursing home and say, oh, I have experience being a CNA, but I'm not certified. That's not going to fly. No, you, know, you can become surely a not. in a couple of months. So that's a trade. Go get you a trade, become a CNA. Even though I have a lot of, you know, I got my eyelash line coming out and things like that. You know, I have a lot of entrepreneurial things that I'm going after now. But I I still feel that it's important for me to have multiple uh, levels of uh, education. That's just that's right. That's just who I am. I've always been a nerd. I actually like going to school. Uh, me and my cousin always say this joke because she keep going back to school for different stuff too. I'm gonna be 80 years old taking like keyboard class because <laughs> <laughs> I just like going to school. Like it give me something to do. It it make me feel like I'm. You know, I'm not getting behind. And then I also think about when I do have a child, you know, it, it was hard for my mom to help us with homework. But I've always been like a brainiac. So she, nobody, I never really need to help with homework. But, you know, watching her trying to help my little sisters with homework and things like that, you know, all she got was a high school education. So when they started teaching things differently and now they teach things even more differently, I'm looking at how they doing uh long division and stuff i'm like what is that that ain't how you do long division you know they drawing uh cubes on the board and all kind of stuff just to add i'm like what why y'all don't have to do all that you know so it's like just to see her trying to help my little sister them with their homework and being confused you know i feel like by me keeping myself educated you know, it'll help me when I do have a child. And then I also want my child to see, I don't want to be that parent preaching education, preaching education, preaching education. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go no further. You know, a lot of kids, some of them mimic what their parents did, you know? So yeah. like, I don't want to be that parent that's forcing my child to go to college. And I, I never went to college. 
So and I always tell I always tell people that it's always good to like my background is um litigation, right? Mm-hmm. But also accounting, right? Mm-hmm. So but I know how to do everything. I don't I, I you know, I can't just say Oh, this is just I have one talent. No, I can do everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Like and it's like you gotta know when you know your stuff, can't nobody mess with you. Exactly. Because you know your stuff. Exactly. I feel like it's nothing wrong. Even if it's just a certificate, who cares if you have a master's in accounting? If, mm-hmm. if it's a class that somebody is saying, hey, they got a class going on. Well, you can get a certificate in healthcare administration in four months. Why not go? I don't. That's think, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not go? Do it. It's not gonna hurt you. I don't. I, you know, I feel like, especially as us black people, I feel like it's very extra important. Exactly because you, you know, I've I've been in those offices where you know more than others, and um. It's you know it's all about they look down on you mm-hmm. because of the color of your skin mm-hmm. and and you know and I when Kamala um won the vice presidency I cried I cried because I'm like you know what I I've been that black woman that has been overlooked right yeah. um people assume that you're loud and you're boisterous because you're speaking your opinion and you refuse to allow anyone to uh to bring you down mm-hmm. and you know it's like i always say you know it's it's one thing being black but being a black woman in america yeah. takes on a whole different yeah. meaning it do it takes on a whole different meaning so my final question for tonight is, and I thank you so much for, you know, sitting down with me and doing this interview. No problem. What is your hope for the future? My hope for the future is to gain as much fulfillment that I can. Um, I'm, I don't want to overwork myself. I want to just live simply fulfilled. You know, I don't have to have, I don't have to drive a Mercedes. I don't have to have, you know, the big mansion, you know, but I want to be fulfilled. So if, if, even if I don't end up with a food truck, but I end up, you know, selling my famous uh, pecan pie cheesecake and (laughs) dozens and dozens. You know, if that make me happy and I'm fulfilled with it, that is okay with me. You know, I just, I want peace. I want um, for my businesses to succeed to the level of success that God see fit. You know, even if it's just for a season. And then let me move on to the next thing. You know, um, I want my marriage to continue to be blessed and happy. I just want to make sure that I do what I'm supposed to do 
and what God expects me to do so that I make it to heaven. Amen. I want my future wow. to be very blessed, bright, and wonderful. I want to be black and highly favored. Amen to that. I, <laughs> I, that's what I always tell people. I love my men like I love my coffee. Tall, black, and strong. Tall, <laughs> <laughs> black, and strong. <laughs> Well, I thank you for sitting down with us. I mean, if anyone um, needs to look at like some of your dishes, where would they find this? Do you have like a website or? Uh, Well, most of them will be on my Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is she is underscore Anita underscore 2.0. All right, all right. Yeah, that's where you'll find dishes at on Instagram. Say it one more time for the people in the back, girl. People in the back. <laughs> she is underscore Anita, A N I T A, underscore 2.0. Thank you. Well, I pray that. The people you are aligned with are blessed. I pray, I pray that you know you and your husband have a fruitful marriage and it be multiplied with joy, love, and abundance of understanding. And anyone that is aligned with you all be blessed. And everything I do, I do it with love. Um, be blessed going in, be blessed going out. And may God keep you. Thank you so much for taking the time out and sitting with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. You're welcome. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye.